You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You're listening to Critical End, episode fifty-seven. You're mine too. There isn't any time that I'm not you. Fifty-seven. I wouldn't like it if you hit me and stole. Ryan. Hey. What? Fifty-seven. What about it? Oh, is that what you... Oh, is that yeah. so? Yeah. You know, this is really the first time I've had confirmation of that. All these years, since seventh grade. It's been I've sort of unspoken. You don't really know. Oh. So is it ruined now that it's spoken? Yeah. I'd actually rather we stop doing this podcast at this point. Can I still wear the bracelet you gave me? Um, it's the one you said you made at summer camp? That's a wallet, Logan. The song you're singing, though, does that tie into this, this episode? Because if so, I'll let you sing it. No, no, no. It's just some stupid just... song or something from some kid's movie from forever ago. The 90s, Logan. You remember the 90s, do you? Is that that animated film about Randy Newman? Yeah, it was about it was a reboot, it's I think. Weird. A lot of bar mitzvahs in that film. It was. Well, you know. Yet, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of these. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, uh, you, you know, actually, Logan, it's it's true. We saw Toy Story 3. What do you think of that? Toy Story 3! It's been so long in the making. Oh, man. Um, well, a little bit. And, you know, Ryan, I always said that uh, that if there were any sequels I allowed from Pixar, it was Toy Story movies. Why is that? Um, that was their first, and I feel like these are great characters that can easily be extended. Um, and the stories never came to a complete conclusion as far as, like, there's this whole world out there that they could do. Unlike other films like Monsters, Inc., um, like A Bug's Life, and Wall-E. Um, uh, all those kind of like end on this note, like you know, Monsters Inc. For instance, they separate from Boo, and you know that's a nice ending. And then you know, we later find out they're making a sequel. Of that they are going to make other... a sequel, yeah. Just uh, insane. Oh, weird. Um, and I allow a sequel to Cars, I guess, because who cares about Cars? Oh, man, but um, Cars, ugh. I'm still mad about okay. Cars. Okay, all right. We'll talk about the best and worst of Pixar in a few minutes. Okay, fine. Uh, but meanwhile, I know I'm all for for Toy Story sequels, um, especially when the second one was so good, Ryan. Yeah, um, that's true. It's actually, it actually the second one that, to me, had the saddest moment of any of the Toy Story movies. Oh, that count, that absolutely. Counts and it was stuff like that that made me realize that. It reminded me, like, Pixar's amazing, and I like to see more from these characters I love. And it's a type of movie that um, uh, you leave, and you just instantly know all the characters. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's classic old-school Disney in that way, I guess. Yeah. Um, now, look, and I but yeah, so Toy Story 3, I was 4. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm I was only... Kind of for three, at least unless they reinvented things, because uh, they've both the first two, and I was going to pretty safely assume, and I ended up being right, that the third one would carry on the theme of uh, you know kids grow up and sometimes you know don't care about their old toys anymore. It was hinted at the, the second one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, it was in the first one really. When you think about it, with the whole point about it, you know, is Woody is sort of being abandoned for Buzz, and like oh, part yeah, of that Buzz. is right. yeah. yeah, part of that is kids growing up building and changing on their yeah. yeah. So, and that's great and everything, but I think you figured it out, Pixar. I think by three movies, I get the idea that kids grow up. So, either do something radically different or cut it off there. And I actually would say that this is a great trilogy. 
cut it off there. That's my my notes to Pixar. I would like to think uh, that was true, or, or well, I, I'd like to think that will be true, mm-hmm. uh, but possibly not because Tom Hanks and Tim Allen are already buzzing up Toy, Toy Story Four. Did you read all this stuff? No, I haven't read it. What are they saying? Um, no, they're pretty much uh, saying that both of them were in if they're going to do it. Um, and they like to keep making them if possible. And to me, that's like just telling Pixar, like, oh, let's keep doing these movies. Because these, you know, these are the two biggest guys involved yeah. in these movies. And for what's worth, though, uh, uh, like Tom Hanks is, that's quite a statement from Tom Hanks. So, you know, he's Oscar worthy, does all sorts of stuff. Uh, yeah. But Tim Allen, I feel like this, he sits around home just waiting for a Toy Story to roll around. Because that's all he does now. As long as it doesn't conflict with Galaxy Quest 2. <laughs> 2. Which we're ma- making, I have a script, Batman's in it. <laughs> It's mostly pictures Batman's in it. Yeah. <laughs> I play Batman too. It's me and uh, Justin Long. That's it, Justin Long. And now you've sold me, by the way. I'm totally seeing that movie where Tim Allen and Justin <laughs> Long are Batman and Robin. Galaxy, Quest, Galaxy Quest, Quest 2 Batman. <laughs> we couldn't get Christopher Nolan. We got Christopher <laughs> Cross. Um, and Justin Long. <laughs> Did I mention Justin Long? Hey, I, I like Galaxy Quest. Okay? I like Galaxy <laughs> Quest too. The sequel. I know I was about to say you like the second one. I do. Um, uh, no, all that's great. And if anybody could figure out how to make another Toy Story, it would be Pixar. Uh, exactly. But, I was about to say it would be great because they have failed us in the past. Yeah. Uh, they, they've but gotten I, pretty good. You know, they, they, have my, they have my money if they do. It's I, because I they put story first, Logan. Story before exactly. visuals, even though they're amazingly known for their visuals. I say. That's how I feel. <laughs> Look, Logan, I'm going to put it on the table for you. That's how I, I feel. I watch movies and I tell you what I think about them. So that's, what I, that's what I think right there. <laughs> This has been Ryan DeGeorgie with an opinion. <laughs> Can you t- explain why you have an opinion about a movie too? <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. Okay. Uh, let's get, talk about a little bit what about what it's about here for a second. Um, well, they actually – okay, there's two directions they could have taken this. They could have taken it um, how, how most cartoons do, uh, which is like things don't change. It's just here's another sequel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, instead, they, they took it in the direction of it's now – I don't know how old Andy was when we last ran into him, but in this film, he's 17, Ryan. Right. He's pretty old. He's going off Same to college. Same actor, I think. It's kind of crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he's heading off to college now. And this is the day has finally come that they've hinted at in the other films. It's what is Andy, what's going to happen to Andy's toys now he's going to college. Right. Well, as it turns out, um, uh, through a series of events, Ryan, they, they kind of get left on the curve, and then they kind of get donated. It's kind of a jumbled in the beginning. Right. Um, but basically, they end up at Sunnyside Daycare. Right. Um, where they meet uh, lots of hug bear, hugs a lot bear. Uh, lots of hugging bear, I think, isn't lots it? Lots of hugging bear, yes. Yeah. Uh, who explains to them kind of the hierarchy here and how that works. And from there, things go in different directions. I don't know if it'd be a sin to give away more plot detail than that, but um, it's kind of predictable in the same manner. Well, I, uh, I think we can say um, the overarching kind of uh, thing is that it starts out with the daycare center being sort of portrayed as a retirement home for toys. Yeah, this is the place you want to end up because you're forever more like going to be played. Yeah, like a luxury resort retirement home. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then the um, the motif switches to prison movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, Yeah, kind of a like Great Escape type thing. Exactly, right? which is, I think, the best. Uh, when that switch happens, like it really re-energized my excitement for the film, and they carry it off so well. And sort of exploring these sort of like, kind of this sort of dark genre of prison escape in a Toy Story movie, it works so well. They, they executed it very well. It really does. And it was needed because um, at that point in the film, the film was kind of lagging in a way. Because mm-hmm. uh, looking back, despite my rating, which you'll find later on, um, looking back, like the first act of this film is kind of a mess. Um, it, it even seems like it was kind of written the way it's like, well, we don't know which direction this is going yet. Um, then it ends up in that direction for Act 2, and in Act 2 they kind of introduce the side characters who will 
you know, get more play in Act 3. And then Act 3 really becomes this prison break movie, uh, which really sells it, I think. And, you know, ending on a high note is always a good thing. Um, it's not to say Act 1 and 2 are lacking um, in a really big way where you'll notice it, but it's kind of when you, as an afterthought when you leave the theater, you're kind of like, well, you know, um, it seems like a lot of time was spent on that. I guess what I'm saying is, for me, the first two Toy Story movies, what, what made them great is they rely so much on character. Uh-huh. Um, they have so many great characters. While in this one, um, not only have they gotten rid of a lot of those great characters, which is welcome, because I, I feel like you know we needed uh, we need kind of especially Toy Story two is kind of getting bogged down. You need to characters. make it sort of lean and mean, which they did. Right, right. Um, the only problem with that is they almost made too much plot in this movie. Um, I feel like there's so much going on in this movie, and yet at the same time, you really look at it's like this one singular thing the whole time. I don't agree that there was necessarily too much plot. I think that that worked out well. I, and the first cool. act is a little weak, you're right. But uh, I think that it was okay in order to get them to where they needed to go. Um, it, it feels weird to say this because it sounds like a good thing. But it's a movie that's um, that's constantly moving. And I know that sounds like a good thing for a movie because you never want to be bored. You want pacing to be right. But I feel like the movie uh, um, had to tell the eye and said, oh, we're not going to slow down. We're just going to go nonstop here. Yeah. And it kinda, I kind of miss those things that we got in 1 and 2, like, you know, when, when Buzz and Woody kind of met and the interaction there and just kind of like dialogue back and forth. In Toy Story 2, when we had nice flashbacks and everything, um, Toy Story 3 doesn't have time for that so much. It's like, uh, you know, the few flashbacks it has, it's like told quickly by other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way that just keeps the con- the story constantly. And there's a lot of action in this movie too. Um, yeah, I don't know if that was to feed the 3D or not, but uh, none of these are complaints so much, mind you. Um, I'm kind of uh, my way- my ratings gonna reflect this. I'm kind of just nitpicking because there's not too much here to complain about in the end. Yeah, I mean, um, I-, I would agree with you. I think that they are also a little bit self conscious of the fact that they're sort of following their formula to the nth degree. Like you said, there's a lot of action. Uh, the toys are are always sort of trying to escape from some situation. That's kind of pretty much in every movie. Um, and, and and I like that they were uh, sort a lot of, of yelling and yeah uh, right right I like that they were self-referential of it uh, because uh, there's a sec- there's a, a point where Woody ends up in uh, a particular like a little girl's uh, house and uh, you know I totally thought I knew where this movie was going so uh, the and Woody's like all right well uh, which way out and one of the other toys goes there is no way out not just kidding the doors over there yeah it's right, <laughs> I was right. like that is it's the good. best thank you Toy Story. Um, for acknowledging that. And, and I mean, uh, then from there, that was almost the turning point. Not necessarily that I wasn't enjoying it. I was just sort of like, okay, this is as good as expected. But pretty much right there, because the the prison break stuff happens right after, um, pretty much right there was the turning point where this actually elevated and became really, really satisfying to me. I think um, uh, the one problem here with this third act prison break thing is that uh, I think the end gets a little too rushed, um, and they, they... uh, they too quickly want to resolve everything and turn bad characters good, um, which uh, to me a lot of it just seemed like a whim on the end. They're, they're, they were just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess I see this point. I'm good now. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and there wasn't, I, I guess there wasn't quite a satisfying ending either with a lot of the villains. Um, but uh, I, I kind of like the direction it goes in the movie, which unfortunately, um, you know, we were talking about. I don't know if we want to see a fourth one or not. But it kind of sets it up. Like it kind of actually sets up like a whole new set of films they can make if they really want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's uh, it's a happy, sad conclusion. It's kind of what you'd want from a Pixar movie in that way. Um, but overall, I was thrilled with Toy Story 3, but it's at the same time, Ryan, it's disappointingly like what you expect from a third film in a trilogy. Um, I, I don't know if that says it all right there, but I, I kind of feel like uh, by like a third movie, your expectations aren't so high anymore, mm-hmm. and that really was it. I feel like they delivered a third film, and that was it. They didn't deliver like a whole new, fresh adventure. Like, I kind of want it from Pixar, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, 
the, the the first movie was a great movie on its own. It introduced us to these concepts and characters. The, the, the second... first movie was an excellent movie, Ryan. Oh yeah, there, I, I can't like I, I cannot say enough good things about Toy Story. Absolutely. Um, the second movie, uh, I was initially worried about it because with those with sequels like that, I feel like there's a big tendency to sort of reset everything back to zero and like have the characters go through the same exact emotions and interactions and relationships that they did before. They were really smart with, with Toy Story 2, though, because Buzz and Woody essentially remained friends the whole movie. They had some disagreements, but it's like we're not resetting back to, you know, um, Buzz doesn't understand what's good, what he's a toy, and he doesn't get along with Woody, all that stuff. And the know? way, yeah, the, I mean, Buzz is always best when he's stupid. Um, and they do manage to, you know, they're like, well, we can't do that again like we did in the first one. But they managed to work it in in another way with introducing another Buzz Lightyear. Exactly. And that was cool in the second one. It's like, I don't know, they, the second one really does hold its weight against the first one, I think. It's a whole new, like, fresh adventure. And it progresses the characters as well. Exactly. And you feel, but you feel the weight of the previous movie. You feel like you, they've you gone really through do. that yeah. stuff. And now they're slightly different and they're going to go through so the other adventure. And the new concepts they wanted to tell, they did that by introducing new characters with Jesse and, uh, and uh, Bullseye and uh, Prospector. Ooh. What's his face? For the most part, we're a stinky Pete. Yeah, for the most part, we're like a very welcome addition to the film. Too. Absolutely. Uh, so with the third movie, you feel even more that these characters are super well-established uh, knowing each other. So, um, again, it's sort of like, well, we don't, the only thing we – we want to continue this theme of kids grow up. And to do that in the last movie, we introduced a new character who was going through that. And this movie, it's sort of like, okay, it's basically the same characters, the few new characters that aren't particularly instrumental in the plot besides the bad guys. Mm-hmm. We kind of already get the theme. Like, that was sort of what it was. It, it was very enjoyable, and I think that it saved itself from being predictable and boring, but it has pushed this concept to its limit now. If they did something yeah. else, they would have to do something radically different, I think. I've kind of seen all I want to from these characters. Exactly. Um, and that sounds so mean to say about Toy Story of all things, because these are great, lovable characters, and I could take them and like, I, I love them in shorts or something, Ryan. Um, but I feel like they've been through everything they could possibly go through at this point. Right, you've told all you told their story. That's it. That's all the the story. These characters have come to their logical conclusions. You know, there's been a lot of Toy Stories. Now that I think about it. Hey, right? hey wait a minute. You <laughs> but, got me. Uh, um, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right about the new characters that are introduced don't have much to do. Mm-hmm. Um, another side thing, really quick. Uh, uh, the 3D, the direction. Um, this was the second Pixar film actually made in 3D. Um, and much like Up, um, it's done in a really uh, – it's done in a well way, I think, where they're not like DreamWorks' typical like forcing 3D in your face, like Shrek throwing a pie or a snot at you or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the 3D is in no way forced in your face. But because of that, a lot of it's not even needed, I think. Um, yeah. Up, the only thing that really had going for it in some scenes of the 3D was, yeah, they weren't forcing it in your face, but it's heights, okay? That looks cool in 3D, right? Yeah, you're right. Uh, we get nothing big like that in this, so to be honest, I don't feel like you need to see some 3D, and eventually, whenever you uh, buy the DVD or if you end up renting it or whatever, um, you're not going to see it in 3D then anyway. Yeah, I agree. I think, and I go back to my previous statement of like, kind of feeling bad about saying this, but I really only care about 3D when it is being used in a gimmicky way. Uh, right. Like with horror Just, movies, where it's sort of like, oh, it's coming at me, oh god. Which, um, yeah, for you and me, is the trashiest way you could possibly use it. Yeah. Um, like, but the it's trashier, also its the, origins, right? Yeah, exactly right. That's right. If you do, like, a 1950s-style uh, um, 3D movie, Ryan and I sign up right away. Oh, man, that's a great idea. Oh, I actually, um, I have one for that. We're doing it. You, you and I are making this movie? Yes, you and I are making this movie. Are we going to do a quick line episode where we review it afterwards? Yeah, it won't be very good. Let, let me practice. <laughs> okay. It sucked. Yes. Yeah, good call. Um, um, but no... no uh, I was going to say, uh, to, to finally talk about the direction really quick, mm-hmm. um, this is a completely new director, however, uh, Lee, whatever his name is, Lee Unrich. Uh, Unrich, I believe, yeah. 
Yeah, directed, co-directed the second film. Um, but this one, I, I there was a sly DreamWorks feel, Ryan. I hate to say that. Um, a lot of it might have been like the new writer who's never worked at Pixar before. The same guy who wrote Little Miss Sunshine. Um, he did throw like a few jokes in there, kind of like test a G rating. I know how that lame that sounds, but um, uh, but there are also like enough of the pop songs. Uh, Pixar is always good at not overusing pop songs, but in this one, they kind of like forced two in my face. I'm like, okay, both those jokes aren't too funny. Which are you talking about? Uh, Dreamweaver. Uh, which okay. I'd seen before in like a comedic aspect, and that wasn't anything big. Yeah, um, that was okay. It, yeah, and then Ken's like wardrobe try on stuff was a little overdone. I thought. Oh, freak out! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That was a little weird. Well, both the, those, the scene like, was great, but you could have used something else for the music. You're yeah, right. I think both those just the use of their pop songs. I think cut through. Them. They could have done like a nice orchestra piece for Barbie seeing Ken for the first time, um, and we kind of didn't need him trying on the clothes. We got we knew everything we knew about Ken right away. I mean, we knew everything we we need to know. I like um, the scene, just, but... they kept pushing. Yeah, it was okay, but they kept pushing that concept that Ken's this way, Ken's this way, um, right into the end credits too. Like during the end credits, yeah. they have this Ken's this too. way, if you know what I um, mean. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah. And that sort of goes back to, I guess, having a non-Pixar rider um, and Ken being this way, test the G rating as well. So you can kind of see what I'm going at here. Yeah, I mean, but I that's don't, another it minor. Wasn't, when you say testing the G rating, at least it's still. I mean, I don't have a problem with that if it's clever. Which yeah, I think overall, most of these right. were. Um, overall, it's Pixar. But, you know, I think we've discussed in the past. There is a difference between, uh, like, DreamWorks and all these other crappy companies making these movies and what Pixar is doing. That's absolutely. why we continue to see Pixar movies. And why, for the most part, we've liked the vast majority of all Pixar movies, too. Yeah, and I don't think this is an exception by any means. No, no, not, not enough to notice so much. All right, well, would you give uh, Toy Story 3? Um, it's kind of disappointing, uh, but stick with me here. Um, I get Toy Story 3 a 7 in the end. Okay. Um, only because, in the grand scheme of, uh, I don't know if Pixar should be compared to its past films, Ryan, but in the grand scheme of this, this isn't anything special in comparison to their past films. Um, yeah, I can look at I can look at something like Up, or especially Wally, which I think is uh, not my personal favorite Pixar film, but I think the best film they've ever done. Um, and I can see like grand overall messages and kind of what they were going for in those movies. While in this, I just see the third part of a of a set of films. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I gave it a, a, a an eight rather. Um, okay. I, I feel like it lived up to everything that I wanted from the movie, but didn't surprise me, which is kind of what an eight is. Um, and, and so I, I do agree with your sentiment. We're usually about a rating off if you listen to the show, so you knew that already. Well, I, I know you and I have a few things to say about this theater experience. Um, but before then, let's uh, let's talk about some other Pixar really quick here, Ryan. Okay. Um, favorite Pixar film? This makes Toy Story three is number eleven, by the way. Uh, number wait, what? This is Toy Story three is number eleven. It's the eleventh. Oh, the eleventh. Oh, okay. I, that, I didn't get what you made for a second. Okay. Number eleven. Yes. Uh, it's my favorite Pixar film. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, I uh, say. Uh, I, Toy Story two is really up there. Wow. Okay. Monsters Inc. is really up there for me. Hmm. It might be Toy Story two. Wow. That might be the only time someone's ever said like a uh, sequel is better than the first film. It's not that I mean, again, we're saying like it's not necessarily that it's better. It's just that it's my personal favorite. Okay, um, their best film overall then, because I for me there's a difference. So do you have a, a choice of their best film? Toy Story is probably their best film overall. Do you think so? Okay, yeah. I, I I'm with you on that call. Um, my personal favorite is the one that is everyone's least favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, hold on, quick before I finish, uh, your least favorite, Ryan? Definitely Cars. Okay. The only um, one that I've been significantly disappointed by. And it's funny, because you and I had a fun Cars experience. Um, we actually saw it at the drive-in. In a car. In a car, mind make you. Out, but... Making out with each other. <laughs> Wait. We're allowed to make those jokes again now, see? That's right. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. 
Yes, uh, but uh, uh, on top of that, like it was a theme night too. Like at the drive-in, you get to see the double feature, right? Uh-huh. And so the the second film was uh, uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> so it was cool that we were like, yeah, we get to go see this like in a car, right? right. <laughs> at the, we get to go to the drive-in and see a double feature featuring all about cars, which is really cool. Yeah. And yet we were so let down. And like we went for cars is the thing too. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. Uh, yeah. My personal. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm my, sorry. I just kept agreeing with you even after you were done talking. Anyway, keep going. I thought you were just still stumbling over the whole makeout experience. I was. I it was awkward but uh, satisfying, <laughs> like much like uh, Toy Story. Go on. And then remember when I went to the swing set and in the front of this projector and I sung that song <laughs> because I was so depressed about how the way the night was turning out. I do remember that. Um, and and then I also sang "Raining a Prom Night" for no reason. Yes. <laughs> I you was, really just wanted to be in the movie is all I it was. I was singing my own song. I didn't even know you were singing, to be honest with you. <laughs> Let's go to the Grease sing-along and just sing Radio Prom Night. How is that going to work? Are they just putting lyrics? Is that all they're going to oh, do? No, if you want, okay, first of all, I, well, we're getting totally off topic. Really quick, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been reading all about this. I actually read a whole article about this experience today. This apparently has been going on all across America, i.e. type Rocky Horror type thing, uh-huh. uh, where people have fans just been getting together. Um, and watching a projected copy that has the, I guess they could do this with the DVD, but it has the captions on underneath, right? Okay. And so they just see, you know, they invite other people who haven't seen it before. It's probably a lot nicer than Rocky Horror in that regards. And they all get together and they have a good time, right? Well, and then um, they Paramount, line you up if you're a virgin. And... Yeah, right, right. And make John Travolta come in and hump you. Right. Um, Paramount figured out that there's some serious money to be made in this. Sure. Um, so what they did is they've, um, if you watch the trailer, you'll see it's kind of cool in its own special way is that they're totally cashing in by making their own official version of this now with really, really cool-looking pop-up lyrics. Um, that's the only thing that's going for it. There's no reason to really see this. And to be honest, I think I'd be slightly annoyed. I'd be like, why is everyone singing? I'm trying to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the li- cool-looking lyrics, you mean like the they have like, they, you know, daylight-style nice... Yeah, they're very animated. They do stuff on screen. They A lot of times they interact with what the actors are doing. And for a um, purist, I guess that kind of ruins the film. Yeah, um, I can guarantee this version will be out on DVD as well. the The big overall thing here is one, Paramount's catching on, and two, Paramount's once again trying their demand it feature, uh, which is how what made Paranormal Activity such a hit. Um, and the way that works in the end is what they say is, uh, you know, this movie is a huge hit, and you demanded it to be, and that's why it's so awesome. Thanks for demanding it, everybody. But what what's really happening is like a few, you know, a few people go and demand it, and they're like, oh, people really want it because they're demanding it. Like they made they, it's false advertising. Does that make sense? Well, they're I, telling you it's a hit only because so many people demanded it, which is not always the case. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, this demanded thing is it an online thing? I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's, no. How have you not heard of this? This was the marketing scheme that made Paranormal Activity such a hit. It, it, Paranormal Activity, as a film, you have to admit, was nothing special whatsoever. I actually haven't um, seen it yet. Okay, uh, but like the only reason that was a huge hit is because this whole demanded thing, and everyone that everyone fell for it. They're like, oh, you know, so many people demand this movie. It has to be good. Right. I'm the public, and I demanded it for some cool. I'm a and- guy. <laughs> Oh, just a guy. <laughs> just a um, guy. Which I will tie into. Dave Foley, I will tie into my picks here. Yeah, it's coming around. Um, uh, my favorite Pixar, my personal favorite Pixar, is everyone's least favorite. I was actually reading a list today in Entertainment Weekly. They're ten, they're, Pixar is 10 in their order. Um, and their number 10 was Bugs Life, which is still my favorite. Really? Now, for what it's worth, Bugs Life has an incredibly weak story. It's basically three Amigos. Um, Which is a classic tale, Logan. It, also, it is. it's based now, on, uh, what? What was that Japanese movie it was based well, on? Well, yeah, that goes further back. That's, uh, I mean, you can get into, like, the Italian westerns, too. Which exactly. Is, uh, it's, that's, you know, it's a classic tale. You, that's, that's legitimate no, for you hey, to base a movie off of. 
I mean, okay, good. Thank you. I'm not selling on my own favorite movie. Don't get me wrong. But I love the characters of Toy Story. And it's just, I don't know. That's the one I remember leaning as a kid and thinking like, oh, no, Pixar will never beat that. That's amazing. That's a great anime movie. And I still feel that way. And I get the feeling that whenever I watch that movie, like the people with me are not feeling like I am. I'm like, I'm like look at this. Stuff. But uh, yeah, other and also as a big news radio fan, just seeing Dave Foley up there doing a voice was amazing too. Yeah, that was actually um, kind of the big selling point. Yeah. They never really used him again. He's perfect as Flick. I guess they kind of used him again, but as Flick so doesn't count. Right. You know, Pixar is this thing of reusing like Michael Keaton showing up in uh, in this film and Toy Story three. Right. Um, but anyway, my uh, that's my personal favorite. My uh, my favorite for their best film overall is Wally. I think Wally had so much to say and it was brilliant in the way it said it. Um, and that film is actually I, I rated that film a lot higher than I rated Bugs Life. I've never heard you say that you liked a movie because it had so much to say. Yeah, Wally was like so. I don't know. I really feel like Wally was up. Should have won like Best Picture Oscar. It was great. Um, Wally was so amazingly good. Uh, and and to be honest, I think that's one of the reasons I wasn't a huge like up person. I, I gave up a really high rating, but in the end, I was like, well, it's no Wally, because um, that was the one that came right after that. Anyway, so the, my personal favorite, my top favorite, and my least favorite course is Cars. Now I haven't seen Cars since you and I saw that one time, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, you know. And people keep telling me, like, well, if you see it again, you're probably like more, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't even get it. I think I gave the movie a four, to be honest with you, which is insane. Like, I was like, how can I give Pixar a four? So at some point, I will go back and watch that. The only one I have not seen, um, which I'm throwing at you for perspective, is Ratatouille. You haven't um, seen Ratatouille? It's, no, it's, it, to be honest, it never, like, intrigued me. I know that sounds weird, but it was the first Pixar movie that was like, eh. Uh, um, it's definitely worth seeing. I liked it a lot. I will. It's been sitting on my Netflix fair. I'll move it up. Yeah, do so. I'll get around. Do you like Patton Oswalt at all? Um, so-so, but to be honest, like, that, he's not a selling point for a movie. Uh, no, I know, but as long as you're not annoyed by him, so good. Remember uh, when we were watching, this is a great Patton Oswalt story, remember when we were watching Wrong Turn 2? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I saw Wrong Turn 2. Oh, no, you and I watched Wrong Turn 2. Remember it had Henry Rollins in it? No, I didn't, this, I think, uh, I don't think I was there. Oh, you were totally there. Um, but anyway, at one point she gets like, a, it's a straight to DVD sequel, at one point she gets a random phone call. And she's like talking on the phone. It turns out it's her agent, right? Because she's a big actress, uh-huh. and it's him. And I was sitting there. I was like, "Why is the guy from Ratatouille?" It's like it's funny because I was like, "Why is she getting a call from the mouse from Ratatouille?" Is like that's the first thing that jumped in my head because that's where I recognize the voice from. Oh, okay. So I think that'd be great for little kids. It was Henry see. Rollins. Yeah, he's no fun, you know. Wait, wait what are you talking about? <laughs> this is wrong turn too. No, you're not Henry totally Rollins, wrong turn. But Henry Rollins was not the mouse in Ratatouille, though. No, 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 no. What are you talking about? I was telling you Wrong Turn 2 had Henry Rollins in it. That was me trying to remind you that we watched this movie. Uh, and then, we spent most of the movie just making fun of him. Oh, but Patton Oswalt was in Wrong Turn 2? Yes, as okay. an agent, but just as like a voice. He gives a call on the phone. <laughs> I did not get this story. Look, I swear I have Meanwhile, not seen this movie with you. I'm sorry. Meanwhile, uh, right. look it up. I bet there's a rating. You have a rating for it on IMDb. Done. Because uh, I haven't seen Wrong Turn. Uh, actually, you and I think watched both of them together. Um, I was you, you, the only reason you want to see Wrong Turn is because it was directed by Stan Winston, which is kind of a disappointing thing about it. It's like, because I, I feel like Stan Winston should have directed an awesome movie. Maybe I'm thinking um, of a different series of movies I haven't seen, but I don't think so. Meanwhile, and my Henry Rollins side note is that Pixar should totally use him in the future, because that'd be awesome. Uh, I have seen both Wrong Turn and Wrong Turn 2 Dead End. You are absolutely right. There you go. My I, God, I don't have any memory of this. You, well, so you, you know what have you done to me? You, you don't even remember how you lived with me for three years. I, well, I, I did, swear what? that happened. You remember you you pulled a memento and you tattooed it on yourself to remind yourself. Look at the tattoo. It just says an address. I don't know. Should I go there? Yeah. Okay. I'll see oh, you in there's a, a knock at my door. One second. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I'll have to back away from the speaker. There's, we're getting feedback here. Uh, wow. I, occasionally, I have these moments in my life. I don't remember seeing this at all. Well, meanwhile, Ryan, theater experience. No, go ahead. let's talk more about Wrong Turn. <laughs> 
let's review that while we're here. I didn't That's like it, apparently. It no, no, no. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry about that. So, theater experience, what? What are we talking about? Um, theater experiences. Um, yeah. This is becoming a recurring bit on the show. I like it. Yeah, and I mean, I don't have anything new to say about it, so I don't want to, like, be like, and now every episode of the podcast ends with a downer from Ryan. But, um... <laughs> I hate people. people. I hate people. Suck. I hate things. Uh, no, this, I'm really glad I saw this in the theater, obviously, because it was in 3D. I, you know, as much as I thought the it's 3D was just art. sort of, you know, it's just depth of field. It wasn't, you know, the 3D that I get excited about. It was still very good. Anything? Hmm? What? Touch anything? I touched the people around me. They loved it. That's uh, awesome. Reviews were in. They were, it was high. Uh, but, uh, I'm the the, yes, they were all high. Um, but the thing I didn't like about the experience was that in the row in front of me, there were multiple people, uh, texting during the movie on their phones and like, wasn't constant, absolutely constant. So I couldn't get too upset, but like literally every couple of minutes I would look down and like, I would be annoyed by this giant glowing screen. I couldn't get out of my peripheral vision. That's what it is. It's the glow. It's that same story I told about the kid watching Prince of, uh, Persia. On his screen in front of Prince of Persia. Right. Um, it's uh, the glow that you notice and you pick up on. You're like, oh, God, turn it off. And they really need to, I think, what is it, the Alamo Theater in Texas that has all the strict rules. I think they make you, like, turn your phone, they make you check your phone in when, before you go in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost all for that because no one actually turns off their phone. Like, you know, a little promo in front of the movie always says, don't forget to turn off your phone. But no one does that. I feel like they just put it vibrate. Sure. Uh, and I don't turn my phone off either. I also don't take it out of my pocket. But, um... But, I mean, if I got an emergency call, I would get up and leave and take it. You know what I mean? Well, Ryan, what did you do before you had a cell phone and you got an emergency call? Uh, I didn't get any emergency calls before I had a cell phone. <laughs> exactly. Now, do you get any emergency calls now? No, What's so never. important that? Yeah, exactly. I've never had Turn an emergency off. call, I don't think. Um, you paid for this movie. It's true. I completely agree. And, they're, I mean, obviously it's not an emergency if you're sitting there texting. Um, but the other thing was that this, the row in front of me kept getting up and like switching seats and deciding they had to leave the theater and coming back and like, oh, we're going to go, but a good seeing you and hugging each other and leaving and then coming back again. <laughs> like, I don't understand what was happening. Oh, Ryan, and then they all left. Cast reunion. They all left during like the epilogue part of the movie. Like, oh, well, we see where this is going. It's like, why did you even bother? You yeah. each paid $15. I... Like, that is a lot of money. Oh my God! This is the um, you know the experience of let's just get together and do something. Oh, a movie's playing. Let's just go see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because I feel like the Hollywood doesn't care because they made their money. They could care less what's going on in the theater, obviously. Yeah, I mean the theaters are the ones who should care. But you know, there's this uh, when you see a okay, Ryan. Let's say you're going to see uh, a movie like Toy Story three, and the theater's packed when you walked in. Yeah, it was packed. So, like you have to fight for that like one seat that's left in between like the. Like the really smelly girl um, and the kid, little kid, right? Yeah, I did now, actually. This is all this, true. Do you get a a, a great? Well, how are how are they doing this around all those other people? First of all, then, uh, but that's all the side note. Do you get like a great vibe vibe just from being around this many people who are all interested in the movie? Yeah, well, but I guess I can't ask you that because it sounds like they weren't interested in the movie. But do you see what I'm going for here? Like, there's something about a packed theater where everyone's into the movie and they're all laughing at the right points and. Yes, I, I had that experience with this movie too because everyone laughed at the right points. I mean, it was a good theater. It was a good crowd, except for those people who were being uh, a little bit rude. But no one was like being very talkative because that was that's the worst. If you're talking, I really get annoyed. No one was really doing that, so they were, you know, they were at least uh, had enough knowledge to text instead of actually talking on the phone. Um, but uh, but the crowd was good. They laughed at the right points, et cetera, et cetera. So they, as a as an audience, in terms of the way they were reacting to the movie, it was uh, that was the part was enjoyable. It was just. People thinking well, that they're in their living room. Ryan, I didn't have a great theater experience either because I didn't get to see my Tron trailer. Oh, Tron. Is this trailer in talk? My, 
So uh, quickly, yeah. yeah sure. My, my girlfriend had to hear about the Tron trailer build up for like a week. I'm like, you'll finally get to see it because this is Disney. It's 3D, and I saw it from Alice in Wonderland. And I didn't like Alice in Wonderland too much, but I really like the Tron trailer. Do you listen to this show? Here's an episode. Shaw just playing Lee's room. <laughs> hey, listen to the episode. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. And I'll tell you which part's my favorite. Um, Look, that's hilarious fiction because no one's ever been able to say uh, my girlfriend, hate. my girlfriend, <laughs> and heard about the Tron trailer in the same yeah. sentence without lying. <laughs> so. I don't yeah. believe it for a second. Uh, no, she like always talks about how she wants to see Tron though, which is makes me even more happy. Uh-huh. Uh. Now, is she a hand puppet or? <laughs> for the most part, but she's the left hand, not the right one. Like, oh, you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm faxing you over a picture. Oh, why would you do? Why well, I don't have a fax machine? Oh, it's still coming through. <laughs> Somehow, oh, <laughs> it's um. a toaster. Anyway, uh, no trailer talk quickly. Uh, I did not get to see my Tron trailer as I talked up in the last episode, which is disappointing. Disappointing. Um, I did see some terrible 3D trailers, though. The Smurfs trailer, Ryan. Oh, it looks so bad. Why would Hank the, the Azaria kids do from that? Cheering, they're like college kids. They're, they're going to pay just because it's Smurfs, see? Oh, don't, don't get me started. I could go on forever about the, the Smurfs trailer. The Hip Hoppy um, remix? That's, yeah, I think we talked about this before. Song? This this hip-hop thing has got to stop. I don't know why Hollywood thinks that kids are into that. And maybe they are. Well, they are. But it, it really caught on with, I think, the first, um, I almost said Little Rascals film. What, what, you know, what a fright that was. No, the first uh, Alvin the Chipmunks movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the second trailer came out for this, I mean, when this trailer came out for the second one, I was like, well, hold on, this is a, they got to stop this. And then Marmaduke, I'm like, okay, they really have to stop this now. Um, and it's just, it's really, it's, and almost every one of these movies I saw in 3D rhyme was like that, with bad CG animals, or little bad CG creatures. Yeah. Somehow working in hip-hop dancing. I don't understand. Oh, it drives me nuts. But um, even the, even the, the URL, Logan, Smurf happens, even that yes. makes my skin crawl. Yes, right, right. This is, we need a, uh, I don't know, I want to return to, like, comedy that's actually funny and doesn't talk down to the audience and doesn't rely on the same stuff over and over and over again. That's, that's Pixar for you, that's why they're so It doesn't, great. well, I was about to say, for the most part, that kind of type of comedy doesn't make movie, make money anymore, um, which is why they don't do it, but I guess, yeah, Pixar, you're right. No, no, Pixar, uh, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, Pixar, yeah, it does make serious money. Then this was actually the best Pixar opening of, of any of their movies, uh, this last week. Oh, was Toy it? Story. Yeah. Um, they're saying it could go on to be their top-grossing film ever. Good. Um, which is good news for Disney, because they're like, oh, we'll continue to just milk the, the Pixar cow for all it's worth. Yeah. Um, which, they make all their money, like, on, you know, the, like, five Buzz Lightyear toys sold anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, but it, that's... the a, rest of the... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, like, if you had to... If all the Disney movies had to be made by Pixar, I wouldn't complain too much. Yeah. Um... But the rest of the trailer talk was just stuff like that. I finally got to see the Cats and Dogs 2 trailer. I don't know who demanded that. Um... I haven't seen that yet, although um, I hear that... Uh, are you sure it's two? I think it's three. For Cats and Dogs? Yeah, no, the first one was that... I remember only seeing the first because, like, Jeff Goldblum in a talking dog movie? Okay, I'll give this a chance. And I left, and I was like, Jeff Goldblum in a talking <laughs> That's how, uh, how I felt about that. But no, then I saw the new um, Disney take on Rapunzel, um, which, is kind of, which is kind of overdue because I feel like that's a princess they haven't exploited yet. Um, but it's kind of a shame that they didn't do it in, like, kind of the animation of, uh, that they tried to bring back Princess and a Frog, uh-huh. which technically was a flop. But it looks, uh, because of that, though, it looks just like another bad, cheap CG movie. That's the only princess they haven't pinned up against a wall and taken advantage of. Um, and then I'm sure there's some other things that I just tried to ignore and block out at this point. Did you see um, you? the Terrible Wolf movie? Um, I don't remember what it's called. I think it's called the Terrible Wolf movie. <laughs> I think Justin Long is one of the voices, maybe. Uh, yeah, this is sounding about right. Um, and of course, they use the song "Hungry Like a Wolf," uh, "Hungry Like the Wolf." Uh, and it's like, ju- like, 
You just like put the word wolf in a movie generator and came up with something. Looks terrible. Um, uh, what else? The uh, oh, Despicable Me was interesting. Despicable Me, of course, right? Okay, because I, I had only seen you know, I, I hadn't seen any TV spots. I've only seen the trailers that I've seen in front of other movies and uh, had no idea that this was that that he was like a babysitter. That that's what this movie was about. Yeah. Like that was completely different from any trailer I've seen, which only mentions the other supervillain character. They don't know how to build this movie. And even that trailer where they talk about he's a babysitter, it, it goes back and forth between, but he's also, this is his arch nemesis trying to get to his place, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And they're only banking on the uh, cute dumbness of these like little guys that they keep showing over and over again, which is already annoying the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, and I like I can already, I work in a place where, I work at a daycare, see, Ryan. No, I work at a place where I see lots of kids all day long, and I've already heard them quoting it. It's like driving me nuts. And they're already wearing like the little shirts and stuff. Um, yeah. This is like the G-Force crowd. I just want to grab them and be like, you know, like when I was young, movies were good. Or so, I mean, it's like, <laughs> Which we is didn't, not like, necessarily true, but still. No, no, no. But even then, I think we recognize crap. I feel like kids these don't know, don't recognize crap so much as they used to. Yeah. Because I remember like leaving Fern going and being like, yeah, that wasn't good. Um, but at the same time, leaving something like The Lion King or uh, Aladdin and be like, okay, that was awesome. And those are the ones that really held up over time. Like, and, you know, like already no one's talking about G-Force anymore, but it was a huge hit. It was the number one film, Ryan. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they won't talk about it until the hip-hop sequel comes out. <laughs> Which is, uh, I, I don't even have one. G-Force 2 G-Forcer? G-Force, I'm sure, that, I'm sure that'll be the title, yeah. Um, uh, any more trailers of interest? Oh, what else? Well, uh, Narnia uh, was uh, kind of surprising. Oh, yeah, I saw that one too. It took me by surprise. Now, I've never been a huge fan of Narnia films. I've seen the first two. Yeah, I haven't even um, seen the well, first one. Well, I wasn't a huge fan. I, I have no complaints about them so much. It's it's Narnia. I feel like it has a built-in fan base. Um, and for what's worth, I feel like they're doing a good job, even though I don't know the books at all. Yeah, except I was uh, with somebody else, and they were like, wait, those characters aren't supposed to be in this movie. Like, they just took the characters from the first yeah, book, well, the and like, thing, they've been using them in all the books. The thing is, I think C.S. Lewis pulled a... Uh, Oh, I, I can't think of a good example of this. We're basically, uh, it's kind of like a loss in a way. We're basically like, oh yeah, but I meant to say all this beforehand. Because the books actually, he didn't write them in order. Sure. Uh, he wrote them and he said, oh, but you gotta, you're supposed to read them in this order. So because of that, like, the kids are actually supposed to be uh, younger now, I think. Um, and they're not. And some no, of but like, he was there. telling me it's completely different characters. Yeah, and they've brought, what they've done is brought back these characters from the first two movies who have aged. Oh. Um, all right. Well, no, no, you're right, though. It's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You're absolutely right. I looked into this. I think the more important thing to note is that you were just in a situation where any time last year you would have said pull to George Lucas, and you've now completely switched over to pull to Lost. Pull to Lost, <laughs> which is the new George Lucas. Which let's is the admit new George it. Lucas, yeah. Let's, let's admit it, people who were once Lost fans. I or people who still are somehow. I don't know who you are or why. Um, but seriously, get a life. Come on. <laughs> Did you, did you watch the same show I did? Yeah, okay, anyway. I was just talking uh, to somebody last week who was trying to get me to watch Lost, saying the ending wasn't, oh, was, wasn't no, bad and Ryan, was awesome. Ryan, I, folks, I tried to get Ryan to watch Lost before the last season premiered. I was like, Ryan, now's the time. It's awesome. You'll love it. And you'll get to, we'll get to experience this uh, finale stuff together, right? And then it's over. Hold hands with me, Ryan. <laughs> my voice was a lot nerdier back then. Uh, I had those thick glasses. But now I'm like, Ryan, don't waste your time on Lost. Seriously. You'll love it for uh, five seasons, and then you will absolutely hate it and... Um, and just, and spite me for for all that time I made you waste. I hate a bad ending. It had uh, terrible. Anyway, just, we've reviewed like seventeen different things in this show. It's true. Let's uh, talk about Wrong Turn too. Okay, so Henry Rollins is probably my favorite part of the movie. This is like um the Patriot. No, not the Patriot. The Patriot. No. I kind of like the Patriot. What are you talking about? What was that? Mel- it was some Mel Gibson movie last time that we talked about, and you were like, we saw that together. I'm like, I've never seen that. 
<laughs> the same thing happened that just happened as the uh, second with wrong term, where I was like, you, sir, are a fool. I've never seen it. And then I looked it up, and it was like, I think it was the Patriot. Uh, and I was like, oh, apparently I like the Patriot. No, we didn't see the Patriot together. I know that much. It was a Mel Gibson um, I, war movie. It might have been that other one. I'm one of these weird people, Ryan, that um, I only remember, and people kind of point this out to me every now and then, I only remember the stuff I want to remember, first of all, which I think you're the same way, right? Mm-hmm. But on top of that, I only remember the weirdest things that possible. I can go to a theater, um, like I can go to Cineplex and tell you which movies I watched in which particular theaters in that Cineplex. That's weird. I can tell you right now where I saw The Patriot at and which theater it was. And I can tell you you weren't there either. Um, <laughs> so stop like, fucking around! <laughs> It's like really weird things like that. So that's why I remember like you and I making fun of Wrong Turn too. Can you tell me all the Mel Gibson movies we've seen together? I, 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 I can't. And that's why I'm trying to think of this one that you were talking about. I, I can't think of any Mel Gibson movies we've really seen together. What about We Were Soldiers? Did we see that together? Maybe that's. Not yes, we did see that one together. That's, that's right. Oh, that's that might have been the one. Yeah, because we both like that. But now looking back, it's like, well, you know, there's nothing memorable about it. Yeah. Well, uh, I do remember seeing that. I can tell you which theater we saw that. <laughs> I can tell you we walked there. Yeah, I can tell you lots of things about that. Here's a map of the whole route we took. We walked there? Was it downtown we in Chattanooga? Yeah. yeah, it's downtown. We uh, I remember we walked down. It's one of those it's one of those daytime things where like, well, we're both either skipping class today or we both have don't don't have something to do. So let's go see a movie. And that's nice. the only thing that's slight interest playing. That's when Mel Gibson was still making movies. That's how long ago it was that we were in college, Ryan. That's true. Man, we should uh, skip class more often. Just because we're not in class anymore doesn't mean we can't skip it. By skipping class, is that like skipping class now is that um, like equal to doing this show? Because we could just skip the show and see movies if you want to. If we skip the the show, it's like skipping class, I think, yeah. Okay, so, but what's the point? Since we now our class is a class about movies, is it weird that we skip the class to go hang out at the movie theater? Well, if we skip the class, if we skip the podcast, go see a movie, and then don't do a podcast about it, it's actually more like doing the homework and then not showing up to class, That's which what, is worse. Yeah, it's kind of weird. My favorite um, experience with skipping um, a class to go see a movie I know this sounds really weird, but I was about to fail statistics, and I had to, this was in college, and I had to, uh, I really had to attend, like, two classes to make sure I learned all this stuff right before the fi- uh, final. Uh-huh. I was like, eh, screw it, I'm gonna go see Kill Bill. <laughs> and this is, like, the middle of the day, like, 3 o'clock, right, and I walked downtown, I saw Kill Bill, and I left, I was like, you know, it's totally worth it. And I passed statistics, so thanks, Tarantino. <laughs> He's like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember helping. A fucking Logan! <laughs> The thing thing I hate about this Logan guy is uh, every time he calls me. Anyway. Um, anyway, that's all true. That Everything we said happened. And I, love I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Um, Critical-in.com. That's a website. Uh, Twitter. Wait a minute. We should talk about our winner of our contest, shouldn't we? Yeah, forget how we usually end the show. Let's talk about someone who won something. Yeah, uh, we, um, we there was a gay joke. We, okay, so way back in episode 50, we talked about how we make uh, gay jokes about each other a lot. We said we should stop doing it. And uh, then we said, okay, next time we make a gay joke by accident, whoever, whatever listener points it out, uh, we'll, they'll get to, uh, to, to do a request for us. They'll get to ask us to do something. That's right. And uh, some smart listener who we will announce in a second noticed the following gay joke. Yes, uh, which we that was, will, the, that was the pause to actually oh, play. I'm sorry, yes. Yeah, so, so we'll play that gay joke, which appeared recently, right now. This is a very strong cup of crystal light, is what I'm trying to say. Um, mm. that's raspberry. I don't know a single straight man who's ever said this is a very strong <laughs> cup of crystal light. Um, you do now, uh, Logan. Well, <laughs> no, I'm still looking. I oh. Think. Yes, so Logan, that happened in episode 54. Uh, that was so gay. So gay. 
and to somebody... the max of games. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. And uh, and uh, somebody uh, somebody named Dave caught that, uh, and uh, Dave has now gotten to request something. We should point out there were a few other people who did catch it as well, but Dave was yeah. the first to mention it. So now um, is, th- is this a real name? Yeah, this, I happen to know Dave, and this is his real name. Now you happen to know him. Is it you? Logan, are you uh, just upset that I made a gay joke about you? I'm not at liberty to say uh, what aliases I might go by, but I'm not gay, all right, Logan. So stop joking about it. Anyway, Gay Ryan was saying that uh, it's your new nickname. <laughs> that's a better nickname than Dave. You're right. <laughs> Old Gay Ryan. <laughs> right. That's the. <laughs> well, that's, that's the beginning of my, of my favorite story. Ryan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <at> Hollywood. <laughs> Old Gay Ryan sitting around crying. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was young, we used to jump rope. Yeah, you played the patty cat game with old gay rides. How gay around. was he? One gay, two gay, three. You did the jumping. <laughs> they made that movie of all the hip hop. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't ever as good after Get that. GayRyan.com. <laughs> oh, Gay Ryan a, happens. Get to Gay Ryan yourself at the website. <laughs> That's not a <laughs> verb. Oh. Anyway. Uh, so Dave, uh, we, we we will do your request. And what what exactly did Dave request, now, Ryan? Uh, let me pull up. He he commented on the podcast uh, post, which you should always be looking for at critical dash. Yeah. Now see, those of you who also noticed this, you didn't do that. No, you didn't. Uh, there's this great website, critical dash where you can do that at. You can also uh, go there and send us an email where you could have turned in a response to this. And it's just there's all sorts of great ways you can get in touch with us, Ryan. Yeah. If you heard about this and didn't say anything, you missed out to have an awesome request. Well, Dave's request is actually pretty reasonable. Like, I was hoping he would say you needed to, because uh, I mean, it really should have been at you since you made the gay joke, Logan. I was hoping he would oh, say was, you needed to, like, cool. gargle... You wanted me to save something, right? Yeah, gargle water while, like, reciting the old gay Ryan, uh, Nurse <laughs> Ryan, we all know and love. This is a great uh, standby, yeah. Or, yeah, or, you know, on the old, yeah. Uh, or do backflips during the show, or, or, you know, admit something insane about yourself. Well, Dave's request is pretty reasonable. He says, As punishment, I would request that you and Ryan review Goonies in the next podcast in honor of the 25th anniversary, which should force Ryan to watch it for the first time. Dave happens to know that I've never seen the movie Goonies, and he has uh, always been appalled by that. Well, I will not comment having seen the movie Goonies, because we will surprise Dave with our review of that on the next episode. We'll also have a Goonies-related surprise for, for mm-hmm. you guys, too. True. True dat, Logan. Um, and by that, I mean we will have the entire cast and crew of Goonies on the show with us. Right. Um, I will be doing be... my Sean Aston voice. Yes. Logan will be um, doing his John Aston voice for no reason. <laughs> I keep thinking it's Sean Aston. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, critical-n.com. Uh, visit us uh, on Facebook by searching for Critical End and, and say you like us. Uh, and uh, that, that, would, that would make us feel better about ourselves. I, I like us. Yeah. Well, you know. I feel better already. <laughs> Good. Uh, what other social media are we involved in? Uh, Twitter. Okay. iTunes. What's our Twitter name? Uh, Twittoons. Um, I twit. <laughs> um, our iTunes name? Would you? I'm sorry. Would you say? Our, our Twitter name. How would people find? Our Twitter us name is Crickle In, right? Yeah, I'm not quite one, sure. I'm actually signed up for that. One. No one is. All right. Um. Because I know we have nothing to say. That's right. It's uh, <laughs> no. If, if Twitter's a great way to, to get uh, to get in touch with us. Um. To touch us, actually, uh, because you'll find out right away when we post the new stuff on the website. It's true. Um, up to the minute. And if there's ever some amazing emergency situation that we're stuck in, we will tweet updates. I'm let you know what's going on. Okay, we'll tweet updates, but yes. Uh, we'll tweet updates. Like if we're under um, a car, we're we're like gonna tweet to the critical yes. Twitter account. We'll be like, they just the terrorists just killed Ryan. It's just me now left, Ryan. <laughs> terrorists. No, wait, which <laughs> one am I? 
Somehow we're in a serious situation. Sound. Not quite sure. Somehow we're t- recording the podcast together, which we don't normally do. And then terrorists burst in. We only want Ryan. We hear he's old and gay. I'm like, but I don't. Most of the Oh, we heard that song. <laughs> and they would all be like very uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone terrorists. Yeah. Like, durka, durka, durka. Exactly. Be that bad. Yeah. It would be. Uh, and they left you to tell the tale. Well, anyway. It's all true. Anyway, yeah. iTunes, yeah. you should write a review for us on iTunes and say how awesome we are. Or how not awesome we are, because either way, it helps people find the show. And give us a rating on iTunes, will you? Uh, Owner, have we checked iTunes to see if any new reviews have gone up any recently? No, but I'll get around to that. I got more important things to do, Ryan. I'm, I'm, like this tier time machine. I, I figured we could probably just... Ryan, would you like to go back to the time before no. you were known as old gay Ryan? <laughs> I really well, would. Now you can! Can I? Yeah, just hop in this seat here, label old gay ride. <laughs> All right, well, this seems fully above board. I'll just sit in this seat. Hey! Hey! <laughs> what kind of... Are you enjoying it or not? No, I'm crying! Okay, it's... Uh... My crying sounds like laughing. You forgot. Uh, I don't see new reviews here. Wait, how oh, now is this? Oh, depressed. March 8th. No, that's not new. However, uh, we have had 10 ratings, uh, which is not very much, but our, our uh, rating is uh, is a 5 out of 5, so that's pretty good. I think you meant 10 million ratings? I did mean that. I only I speak in, um, in, in units of million. So that's you can only read up to one zero. That's true. Ryan can um, only count to 10, folks. Yes. That's why I have to start over at a million. So Ryan, count us out for the night, then. A million, everybody. Good night. Lost podcast that still exists? Not officially. Oh, that's true. Wait, oh gosh. You go, it's still like listed as one of the most popular items, but you click it and it goes zero items. <laughs> Lost is over. There's no podcast. There never was like, a podcast. Everyone is collectively thinking, okay, what the hell? And they all want to find out, but now there's not an official podcast to explain anymore. I love that they just, they, remo- they removed all the old episodes too. Like, geez. Oh, because they said they'd be in radio silence after it was over for like two months or something. And then what? Then they're going to be like, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's exactly, no, because now they're saying that the DVD's coming out is going to, like, have a director's cut to the finale. It's going to explain so much more. They're like, with a special epilogue that tells you what happened to these characters. I'm like, okay, so you either, like, filmed it in retro, like, looking back, like, oh, I guess we should explain that crap everyone complained about. Mm-hmm. It's just stupid. The whole thing's stupid, I tell you. <laughs> stupid, I tell you. You're <laughs> stupid, and this whole stupidity is stupid. You're stupid, you're stupid, I'm stupid. No, not you're not me. Would that say me? Everyone's stupid but me and everyone who are stupid. <laughs> Especially everyone. <laughs> not Except the smart people. They're not so stupid. But I hate them because they're smart, so they're stupid. I'm being unclear. I know. I apologize. What's that? Someone just yell, shut up, stupid all. <laughs> He's asked what happened and ends stupid. upset about it. Yeah, no. Oh, that happened. <laughs> oh.